Hey, students, you're listening to Answers to Gospel Questions with me, Brother Lawson, and Brother Wing. Good day, Brother Wing. Thank you. What? Are you not, you're not going to say good day to me. Usually, oh. you say good day to someone, then the other person says back to good day to you. Oh, okay. I mean, it right, sounds right. kind of British. Are we? Yeah. Well, we have hey, some listeners good in England. Good day, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we have listeners in England. And oh, maybe okay. they're just maybe they cringe when they listen. They're like, man, those guys are so uncivilized. And <laughs> it's like they don't even care. Well, so, maybe they need to learn a little bit more about Arkansas. So <laughs> <laughs> they they know that I serve my mission in former British colonies, and so I I have that uh I have that respect. Right on. I'm working on them, all you listeners in the British Isles, the Isles of the Sea. All right. Um, today we're going to talk about some Pharisees and we're going to talk some about some scribes and their final moments with Jesus, where they repented and changed and the course of their lives went on in a wonderful, wonderful, actually, no, that's the opposite of that happened. Even down until Jesus's last breath, they were still mocking and persecuting and hating him and revealing themselves. There was the all that they were saying about Jesus revealed more about them than it did about, about Jesus, for sure. We're going to look at our text today in Matthew chapter 27, in this moment where Jesus is on the cross, right, in a totally vulnerable, helpless situation, and the Pharisees, the, lead, the spiritual leaders of the Jews, are mocking him uh, and revealing things about themselves that I think will be great lessons for us. Brother Wing, why don't you start us off in here and see what we can come up with? Yeah, these are some rough verses to read as we see the mockery towards our Savior. Uh, but it says in verse 39 that they, that they passed by, uh, reviled him, wagging their heads, it said. And they say, thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself. They're, they're kind of mocking a, a, a prophecy that he had provided and if thou be the son of God, come down from the cross. And then it says, likewise, the chief priest mocked him. And they said this to him. He saved others. Himself he cannot save, right. in their words. And then it, then it says, if he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. Um, it's really rough to read these. You know, it's it's so despicable, but they're. You know, it's almost like they're saying, okay, one last miracle. We've seen right. so many. We've heard about so many. If we got one more, then we really would believe. Obviously, that's not true. They've already decided what they're going to do. And they're seeking uh, faulty, you know, some artificial evidence <laughs> to try to support their prior behavior and bad conclusions. It's a really rough thing to see. Yeah, the premise is just uh, the premise is if you're the son of God, get off the cross. Like, uh, like they have some, uh, like they have some ability or power or or virtue within them to to determine to set the conditions of what God is going to need to do or what Jesus is going to need to do to prove something to them. The danger of that for us is we might be tempted to do the same thing at times. Right. As we consider our own faith, uh, we might be in circumstances where we ask, 
all right if you're really god if you're really there i need you to do this and if it, and if it doesn't happen then what then what do we do we mock and we curse and, and our our premise has got to be based on faith not based on our own personal wish and, des and desires if and the problem one problem that that many people face face when it comes to religion is that if they're if they are made uncomfortable by one of the teachings of the scriptures or a teaching from a, a church leader then they feel it must be wrong they they feel like it must be uh out of out of whack instead of trying to to seek spiritual knowledge they just say this makes me uncomfortable it must be wrong and so i'm going to i'm going to avoid it so this is what the this was the whole deal with the pharisees and scribes they've seen plenty of miracles they've seen uh they've seen the dead raised they've seen blind people receive their sight back and yet they say okay if you get off the cross then we'll believe they won't believe they won't believe they've seen enough but they haven't felt enough they don't their faith is isn't sufficient for them to believe that Jesus is the son of god regardless of what he does at this moment their premise is all wrong their premise is based on their physical senses rather than on faith yeah it's like um Laman and Lemuel when it's described of them that they were past feeling they've rejected so much truth and they've uh, acted in a way that's completely opposite to it that it, they've kind of gone to a place where they they are not in a position to sense the holy ghost or to receive truth and they're really in a rough situation at that point similar to that is alma 14 in the book of mormon when the leaders of the city of Ammonihah had ruthlessly and awfully killed innocent women and children who had because they were believers in Christ and they burned them and their scriptures with them. And then uh, Alma and Amulek, who were forced to observe this scene, but were also prompted to not use priesthood power to save them. You know, you look at, uh, you know, the Savior on the cross here. He was going to complete what needed to happen. And so he was not going to use his power to, to stick it to these guys, you know, in their words, you know, he was going to just do the right thing that needed to happen. Similarly, he had his reasons for not saving these women and children in, in the city of Ammonihah, but it was those same wicked priests that said something similar to uh, Alman Amulek, you know, he said, they said, ye see that ye had not power to save those who had been cast into the fire, neither has God saved them because they were of thy faith. You know, and so they're again seeking confirmation to their terrible, faulty, and evil conclusions. And they're, they're not willing to accept the truth that was in front of them all along. Um, and that's, that might sound like a rough uh, judgment of them. Uh, and and perhaps it is, uh, but their their actions had led to really awful consequences, even upon the innocent. And for us today, this is where we now take the scriptures and we have an opportunity to kind of learn from some of these really extreme mistakes uh, that are made that, you know, like like you had mentioned earlier, that there is a warning before we sin and there is a truth that we can listen to and be like, you know what, this, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> you know, it, it's not, 
striking my senses in, a, in the right way that this is truthful. And the more we kind of acclimate our own spirit to the spirit in the scriptures, you know, and we can unite those, we're just not going to be deceived as right. much. You know, we're going to be able to kind of align, align with truth there. And so, uh, yeah, we want to, there's a point to our earthly existence and it is, has fundamental to faith and listening to the Holy ghost and receiving the light of Christ and being able to make decisions uh, based upon this. This is, this fulfills part of the purpose of us being here at all. It's not just to make decisions on the five physical senses only, or it's not just to have miracles that we're sustained by miracles and proof after proof after proof, but that we already have evidence within our own hearts uh, by the gift of the Holy Ghost to learn truth, receive truth, and accept truth. Well, you, you add to that, and I love what you said about aligning to truth, The you add to that what these Pharisees say is he trusted in God. This is verse 43 of 27. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. So when Jesus dies, the question I have for you, Brother Wing, is was he delivered? Absolutely, right? Well, I, was gonna, I should have let you ask, answer that question. <laughs> yes. But the Phar- <laughs> what would the Pharisees have said? Uh, obviously not. He's not delivered. I mean, he, he just died, so God didn't deliver him. It didn't work out the way we had said that it was supposed to work out, and so God must not exist. Whoa. Can you, I mean... That what a faithless response, and well, that's a faithless response that we need to take note of because we don't want to be guilty of the same thing. If President Nelson is a prophet, then this will be what he does, uh, or what he asks us to do. If Joseph Smith really was called by God, then this never would have happened, or this always would have happened. Um, we don't want to be put in the same group as these Pharisees as dictating the way things are supposed to happen. Uh, in order for God to exist. That is faithless and without truth. All right, students, thanks for listening to this episode of Answers to Gospel Questions. We hope you share it with others. We're glad every time we see you in Institute. Until next time, everybody, we love you guys. Stay righteous.